by the time you read about it in the Wall Street Journal, it's already too late. Nobody knows if the stock is going to go up, down, sideways. The only problem you're going to have is that you didn't buy more. Let me lock in that trade right now and get back to you with my secretary with an exact confirmation. But he's just walking away. You're just leaving. You are the worst producer that I've ever had. I the, mean, the door there was open, and I wanted to close. It, it. Just awful stuff coming out of your side of the side of the station today, and I mean that in the nicest way possible. You're the worst. Thanks, Brady. Buy or sell. <laughs> Buy or sell. Mike is going to do this with me. You think you can handle it? There's a lot of pressure on this segment. You got to make it. I know. Okay. Yeah. Horrible. Horrible. You buy it or sell in Seinfeld. Sell the crap out of that show. Um, Uh, Okay. Sell the crap out of the reunion. Michael Malone. Buy the original. Michael Malone says that, hey, they're not worried about getting that number one seed. They're just worried about playing their best basketball. We've heard Malone say this in the past where they're not really focused on that one seed. Are you buying anything he's saying? Because I think in order for the Nuggets to win a title, they need to secure home court advantage throughout the playoffs. Michael? I want you to get out there and sell, sell, sell! Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm selling that as well. That That's stupid. Get yep. the, You do what you want to do, win as much as you can, get the first seed. You get home court advantage. Yeah. Why would you not want that? Malone said, for me, the top seed is not a top one or two priority, to be very honest. We talked about that with our team today. The good thing is, Minnesota's number one. We play them three more times. We're three games out of first place. Yeah, I think that that should be the number one priority. Fine and away. Yeah. And obviously, winning is the number one priority, but that should be... Something you're setting your sights on. No question about it. Uh, Are we buying or selling that there is enough outcry over the see-through pants that baseball, Major League Baseball um, rolled out? Are we buying or selling that they will actually change the uniforms? They'll go back and just go back to what they were doing last year. So, so not that the uniforms are really stupid. Yeah, but you're the idea that. They're going to change. They'll, they'll go. They'll just get rid of. They'll scrap the see-throughs. Do you think MLB will actually do that? All cash. None of it's on the books. You're buying that they do. They get rid of the see-through. Oh, they're going to get rid of them quick. Yeah, this is a family program. You know, this is PG-13. Can't be having London and France showing on TV. It, you know what's weird is I almost feel like it's a gimmick. Like they're just doing this just for the attention, and people are like, "See through." Let's Google search, and then, well, yeah, you wonder because it's such an obviously bad decision that you got to think, who did that? Who did that get by? I don't know, but CSU's calling them. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because of bad decisions. Yeah. They're oh, gonna okay. Hire that guy. Hire that person that has a history of bad things and, re- and resigned from a school that was in the midst of sexual allegation investigation. Yeah, that seems like the one we should be hiring. Bring him in. Steve Adazio has a scattered past. Nah, he's fine. Urban Meyer says he's fine, and that guy's pretty trustworthy. He doesn't seem to do anything weird. Um, yeah, that's a problem. How about this one? First off, how, let's do this. Are you buying or selling Storm in the Court after a big win? What, what buying as in? Do you buy that it's a good thing to do, or are you selling that? No. Get that out of here. I want you to get out there and sell, you like sell, storm sell. in the court. 
It's a small... Look, a stadium, there's plenty of field. But the court is very small. You're going to trample somebody. And that has happened before, and that's why teams are getting punished. Didn't at one point they say that they were going to... Force schools to, like, schools are going to forfeit a game? Yeah, I don't know how extreme they'll want to go with this, but was it Caitlin Clark? She ran ran into a storming court person, and she went down, and it was like she died, basically. But she ran into, she ran into the, it looked like she could have avoided the person, but, and that, that random fan that's got, like, popcorn in one hand and soda in the other just bulldozed Caitlin Clark like she was not a highly tuned athlete. Or a finely tuned athlete, I should say. Weird. Well, they are trying to punish LSU. LSU recently stormed the court after beating number 17, Kentucky. Like say it like that. $100,000. They were fined in connection to fans running onto the court. I mean, you're, fi- you're going to punish them that much? Even forfeit a game? I guess the only way you'll get... Court storming out of out of sports is to suck. Is to really punish the crap out of them. So, do I like storming the court? I would never do it. I wouldn't lower myself to doing that and being surrounded by a bunch of students. Even when I was a student, that was a jerk thing to say. But seriously, just a bunch of crazy kids running around. Nuts. Is it good though? Does it look good? Something about it looks good. The optics of it look really cool. When I was at the CSU game, when they beat CU, they stormed the court. You know, do you like it for any circumstance? I don't. You win the championship. I just, I see the issue with it. I personally am not going to do it. I don't well, like you would the die idea. If you did that. Oh, you God. would be dead. I would, One step and you would be dead. If someone passes me on the stairs, I would, love, I would die. If Caitlin Clark ran into you, you would still be on the ground right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if Peter Dinklage ran into me, I would still be on the ground. I almost wanted to see you do it. <laughs> no offense, Peter Dinklage. You're a great actor. I am. I think I'm out on... I think I'm selling it. I'm out on all of it. I'm buying that maybe in order to fix it. Because you can't just keep saying, Micah... We, we don't want it. We're not going to have court storming, storming courts, whatever. You're not going to control that unless you start punishing people. And I don't really like it. I don't like it. I guess I'm out. I guess I'm selling it. Get rid of all of it. I'm buying that they find them. I want you to get out there and sell, sell, sell. And now buying that they find them. All cash. Nice. None of it's on the books. Look at you, man. You have vastly improved. You know how St. Thomas told us that Coach said that they're trying to improve 1% every day? You have done that over the last 10 years. 1% better. Nice job. What did I do the first 10 years? I I just remained stagnant. Well, you were, ne- you were in the negative, and you're now in the positives. So that's that's actually admirable, Mike. That's actually admirable. Good for you. Yay. Not bad. Not bad. Michael Kirkpatrick, great job. Buy or sell on that one. First advantage text line, 888-530-0043. Weld County Swami, poll question idea. Name a person Micah could beat up. Who could you beat up? I'm a pacifist. (laughs) That's what wusses say. I'm, 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 I'll I see. Don't. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, please, no. 
Stop. With that terrible joke. It's awful. It's just a terrible joke, Mike. You are you are you are dying over there of laughter. Actually, the great joke is the fact that I keep playing this and it's bothering you. No, it doesn't really bother That's what's me. That's great. I have <laughs> years ago, great, uh, cranky, angry Brady would have been bothered by this, but I have just learned to let it let it flow now because I know who you are, and I know that this is just what you're going to do when you fill in. And I've I've embraced it. I've actually enjoyed it today. You yeah, haven't you- been awful today. You aren't terrible. You would have uh, thrown a chair, but now you're drinking your Minute Maid. That is a uh, mm. basketball commercial reference. <sighs> wow. Idaho. No, stop. Okay. You sound like Scooby-Doo or something. Big Hub says no need to find, find court storming because then they would need the, to find football field storming. Then the, maybe that's what they're going to start doing. It's, is it more dangerous in basketball, though? It's more dangerous in basketball. There's not as many escape routes. Basketball, it's smaller. Football, you have room to get out. Yeah, and the only real controversy I remember was when Utah, I think it was Utah and BYU, Utah was storming the field thinking they had beat BYU, and there was still time left. So they ended up having to stop the time, like get everybody off the field, but no one could climb back into the stands in time. Mm-hmm. So everybody had to like pile back against the stands. And it was kind of a disaster. Yeah. And then they didn't win anyway. Yeah, I'm uh I've just I'm I, I used to not care as much about it. It's whatever. It's not my style, but it it do, it did look cool. Like I videoed it at the Rams thing, at the Rams game when they beat the Buffs and it was cool looking. It looked neat. But if I had to make the decision whether I wanted it in sports or if I wanted it out, I'd probably vote to, to say I'm out on it. You know? Because you don't want people like you getting hurt. I don't want people like me getting hurt. That's why I stay in the stands and celebrate and high-five the people around me and and then leave. Texter Aaron, I believe they already sanction a fine for fans storming the field for football. They probably do. Well, listen, it's it's illegal. They say you can't do it. You cannot. We prohibit it. It's it, You cannot have it. But they do it anyway. I always found that funny. You're going to. Well, I mean, how are you going to stop all those kids? Well, you're. Yeah. The, the only way you can stop them is now you're punishing the school. It's like when that idiot ran on the floor. What the CSU game? When, whichever game that was ran out on the floor and then just sprinted across the thing. And then the Rams actually whoever they were playing got to shoot. I think it was New Mexico. Maybe it was New Mexico. Had uh, They got uh, technical free throws out of it. You know, like CSU, when Billy Bob Thornton's throwing the snowballs, the team had a penalty, got a penalty on them. So you're just going to keep hurting your team. And you're going to look silly. And it's not fair, but also what exactly are you going to do as the officiating crew, as the conference? you got to do something. Yeah, you have to do something, but exactly what are you going to do? Because fans are a rowdy bunch, and it come, there are all sorts of fans. There are the, the cordial fans who just want to go there and support their team. And then there's the opposite side of the the field where there's just the the guy who's just crazy insane and then add narcotics or alcohol. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh it's a weird deal. 
the whole thing is just a weird, weird thing. I'm trying to make sense of this t- uh, text that I got. Big Hub, elaborate on this one before I go into it. Because I haven't read this. I haven't, I haven't seen that story yet. So it's, we'll talk about it coming up on the other side. How about that? 18 after the hour. We will still be catching up with Isaiah Stevens coming up. The Isaiah Stevens Show presented by Crazy Carl's Pizza. Big Hub knows a thing or two about Crazy Carl's Pizza. He uh, He's the one who introduced me to Crazy Carl's Pizza. Without him, I wouldn't have known about the best pizza place in the history of the world. So thank you, my friend. 18 minutes after the hour. It's the whole show. Powered by Chevron on Northern Colorado's Voice 103.1 at 1310 KFKA. your favorite stuff northern colorado's voice 103.1 and 1310 kfka nugget fans this is coach bowen of the denver nuggets and you're listening to the whole show on 1310 kfka Welcome back into the whole show, powered by Chevron. A little, a little extreme there. I was a little extreme for this, Michael. Again, just pointing to the fact that you are just, just the worst here. I mean, yeah, it's rough. No, 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 no. Get rid of that. Get rid of that. Get rid of that. Big Hub texting in. How do you see? I got to keep control of you. It's very difficult for me. You stress. You make it a very stressful situation for me. You didn't like her voice, her singing voice. That was a that was a female. Yes. No, that does not sound like that. Um, how do you feel about females not being in the NCAA game? I see something. I saw something on X from a reporter saying she hopes that they'll be put on there too. Molly McGrath tweeted out, "So exciting! I really hope EA Sports College, the game, includes included." Female broadcasters as well. Women are a huge part of college football. Uh, whew, I guess I never really I never really thought too much about it, to be honest with you. Take the best broadcasters and use them. Take the best broadcasters and use them. Yep. I tend to agree with you on that. And I don't... Yeah, somebody just, somebody just messaged, just uh, te- text in. How about the person who does the best job get the gig? What a concept. Right. At this point, you do. And, and again, are you going to put sideline reporter on? So she's a sideline reporter. Are they putting sideline reporters on? If they are, then then yeah. I would I would say that women sideline reporters, from what I've seen, are better than, than male sideline reporters. I don't know. Am I wrong on that? Yeah, there are some fantastic sideline reporters true. out there. And if yeah. you're going to... Plenty of women out there. Yeah, true. I'll give you that. But if they're and not the worst one, is a dude. By the way, who is that? Who was that guy? Oh. Who was like, oh, Vance Joseph's having the time yes. of his life. Yeah, Sergio, Sergio Dip was his name. Yeah, don't give him a hard time. That's ESPN's fault. He was just like brand new to the job, and ESPN just threw him out there. Sorry. Uh, well, that that whole broadcast was brand new. I, I feel like they introduced them to each other. Five minutes before they said, go. 
I don't know um, if I have a lot of energy on this, but again, if you're if you're building a game and you're putting broadcasters on the game, you're going to go with who the best broadcasters are, the best ones, the ones that are on all of your biggest games, your Foxes and ESPN, all those big games. Those are going to be the ones that are on there. If a female broadcaster play-by-play is one of... Okay, I'm asking the question honestly. Just asking. Is there a... In in the sport of college football, is there a woman play-by-play broadcaster in the top 10 of all time, of of current... I don't know how many are there. Maybe I should see how many there are. Um... Chris Fowler, Kirk Herbstreet. There's, I think there's like six. There's going to be six guys. So then I guess I asked the question, um, Are is there a female play-by-play broadcaster in the top six? And that's, that's it. That's where you end it. And I, I, I don't know what else to tell you there. The best play-by-play broadcasters, at least when it comes to college football, just happen to be dudes. It is what it is. It's not. It's not a sexist thing, you know. And if you're going to put a woman in there, that's tokenism. Yeah, earn the job. And that, and these women have already, let's be fair, earned the job. They've already earned the job because they are good enough to be on ESPN. Well, the si- again, the sideline reporters. If you're going to tell me you're putting sideline reporters in the game, then yes, that would be silly that it's all dudes. Because I, I do honestly think some of the best um, the best sideline announcers are, are women. Some yeah. of them are. There's some good dudes on there, but there's you know primarily it seems like they're women. Yeah, and it, it does take talent to do that. You can't just jam a microphone next to your mouth and go, hey, the coach said this. You actually have to have a personality and know what you're talking about. There's Even if you are Beth, making it up, Beth Mowens. Have you heard? Of, you've heard Beth Mowens? Yes. She's got like a real crisp broadcastery sound, you know. And she's she's okay. She better than. Is she better than some of these other ones? I don't, I don't think so. She better than Fowler. Is she? Uh, I I don't know. I just I, I think that. Again, to include them for the sake of including them. Like, I I listen to Madden, or play Madden. It's the same broadcasters on there forever. Gus and who's the play-by-play? Is it Gus? Gus is play-by-play. I don't know. Gus, maybe, no, he's, I don't know who it is. Honestly, I don't know who it is. It was a receiver that used to play for, is it Rocket Ishmael? Is that who it is? I'm not sure. 28 minutes after the hour. Um, We're going to break at... What are we going to do, Mike? We want to break at four. We're going to break here, and then we'll break again because we're going to have Isaiah Stevens come on. So let's break now. Get uh, get the latest on the local sports flash. To Steve Fairchild at FairchildQBTraining.com, and you are listening to the whole show on 1310 KFKA. Welcome back into the whole show, powered by Chevron. Yeah, weekend plans. You should include Cable's Pub and Grill before you do anything, or maybe after the fact. You got happy hour coming up in about an hour and a half, so make sure jump out there. Tell them we sent you here from the whole show. 
Cables Pub and Grill. It's where my friends meet. Cables Pub and Grill dot com. First event is text line 888-530-0043. What about Carissa Thompson? She can just make up a sideline report. <laughs> that was good, he said, Chris. Nothing? No? It's way better than your stupid Idaho joke. Way better than that. What are you talking about? My Idaho joke is brilliant. Awful. This was good. Eastside Chris, this is intelligent. It's timely. It has something to do with what we're talking about. It's not just out of left field and random. Idaho. Yeah, just random. Okay. Um, she can make up the sideline report. They should have that. Just made up side reports on there. I remember one of the Madden games years ago. Uh, they actually, like, while you're playing and you're, before you jump into a game and you're doing your franchise stuff or whatever, um, they actually had like a radio broadcast. There was like radio in the back. So it was like a guy interviewing a head coach. And they probably had like 10 or 20 canned radio kind of discussions. And so I thought that was really cool. Really cool feature in Madden. And then once NFL 2K goes out of business because they're forced to, because Madden signed the exclusive deal with the NFL, Madden just stopped trying. They're like, oh, we're not going to do any of that cool stuff anymore because we don't need to. We own the market. Uh, Texter also, congrats to the new A's announcer. All 10 of the listeners will enjoy. Jenny Kavnar, congratulations. Uh, play-by-play announcer for the Oakland A's. Yes, that's exciting news. That's very she, I think she's awesome. I always enjoyed her on the Rockies games. But yes, you know the A's probably have less of a following than the Rockies. So... They'll probably have more of a following when we move to Las Vegas. If they can. Did you hear you heard about that, right? The mayor of Vegas is like, no, we don't want you on the strip. Figure something else out or just stay in Oakland. Basically. So I don't know if that's gonna happen. I guess we'll see. First event is text line eight 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 five three zero 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 four three. Uh we're gonna get to the Isaiah Stevens show presented by Crazy Carl's Pizza coming up in the uh, well, in the next segment, we'll talk to him. Hopefully, we can catch him. They moved their practice around. Meanwhile, you got the uh, Diamondbacks and the Rockies starting spring training up top of the second. Mike, it's it's zero zero. So, getting it, getting it going, getting this thing cooking. How many books are being read at this very moment in that stadium? Oh no! If you're there, you're having fun. I would I would love to go to spring training. I think it'd be a lot of fun. It'd be a blast. Yeah. No, you're out on that. You got free. A free ticket to go to spring training, you wouldn't go? No. It's hmm. in Arizona. Gross. Too hot for you? Yeah, it's too hot. It's too much. I, I like it cold in Irish weather. Um, the NFL, we hit this earlier in the top story. The NFL increasing their salary cap. This is an, It's a big jump. It went up 13.6%. So it's at 255.4, $255.4 million per team, which does help the Broncos. You know now, now they're you know they have ten million dollars in cap space. I don't know what it was before, but ten million dollars. That how much of that do you have to use, Mike, just to get your rookie contracts figured out? Though the Broncos are not going to be very aggressive in the free agent market. You know that's they're going to have to build this thing up to the draft, which is why I say next year might be a rough year. Hold on to your butts, Mike. They can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Why? How? How how can they do it? Who's their quarterback? Do we even know? Do we even okay. know? Do we even know who their quarterback is? I, I don't think that, we know who their you, quarterback is. You don't is. even care. You don't even need to know who the quarterback is. 
we can do it, is what you're saying. Wait wait till the fourth round. We'll find out then. That, oh, I don't think they're going in the first round. Well, who the they, first who's quarterback. starting quarterback for the Denver Broncos next year? Who who Are you seriously going to go back to Jarrett Stidham? I don't think it's going to be Jarrett Stidham. You're Russell Wilson? I don't know if it's going to be Russell Wilson. Who, who are you going after then, man? You going after a free agent? I mean, the, I'm thinking that they're going to draft somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, but not in the first round. No, not in the first round. And then whoever they draft, you think it somebody that late round, mid round. I hate to say and it, someone but that I starts? think I think uh, I think they are in the process of tearing down certain parts. Listen to you and rebuilding. Li- this is groundbreaking. I am I am impressed by you today. I know I give you a hard time because of your you know less than stellar job performance eighty percent of the time. But this is impressive from you. I have to admit, this is extremely impressive. What's impressive about it? That you are willing to admit that the Broncos might be tearing this thing down. I Yeah, I think they are tearing this down. That's impressive. I don't like it. Right. I know you don't, but I mean, I would, to admit, I would have... to, to acknowledge that they're not going to be going for the Super Bowl next year, that's a big step for you, man. That's a huge step for you. They should still... Try to go for the Super Bowl. Right, because they have a, sh- a darn good chance of that next year. Oh, I'm, I'm impressed. They can still make it, guys. What the- <laughs> Idaho. Stop. Okay. Why? Why? Stop. It's weird. This team has to take a look in the mirror, and you can't just keep going back to, well, let's go get Jared Stidham. Let's go get Baker Mayfield. Let's go get Jameis Winston. That's just not going to work anymore. Those guys are fine. You could get a Jameis Winston, and he'd probably have a handful of games where you go, nice. That's that's the guy we remember at Florida State. That's the guy that, you know, but, but you're going to get a handful of that. There's a reason. These guys aren't starters. If they were good, they'd be starting. So why do the Broncos keep going after journeymen quarterback or guys on their last leg or whatever? Or guys that did it for one year and it impressed them so much that we're going to sign them to a two-year deal with, with Case Keenum. Year after year, you have made the secondary decision for your franchise, meaning you have settled for second, or the, you know, you've settled for a quarterback that clearly isn't the man anymore or never was, and that's where you're going. So I, I actually do hope they draft. I, you guys know this. I hope they draft a quarterback. In that in that first round at number twelve, and then I do hope they they don't have to declare it, but just will know that you're going to tear this down, that you're going to get your quarterback, you're probably going to start Jarrett Stidham, he's going to be terrible, you'll tank, your 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 young quarterback will come in the final six games of the season, and that will be just a process of hey what have you learned throughout the year sitting on the bench. Hopefully this gives us a good sign. Then you probably win four or five games, and then you you have that first-round pick, and you're using that all over again. Unless they get aggressive, Mike, and they use their 12th pick, and they package next year's first-round pick to move up aggressively for a Drake May or a Jaden Daniels. Then I think you're going to have a hard time selling that you're in full-on rebuild mode. 40 minutes after the hour... 
We're going to take a short break. I think we're catching up with Isaiah, so let's see if we can get a hold of him. The Isaiah Stevens Show coming up next, presented by Crazy Carl's Pizza. It's the whole show powered by Chevron, a Northern Colorado's voice, 103.1 at 1310 KFKA. Interviews and more. Preps Rewind with Mike Danson. Saturdays at 10 and Northern Colorado's Voice. 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Hey, this is Warren Jackson, former CSU wide receiver, and you're listening to the whole show on KFK. This is the Isaiah Stevens Show, presented by Crazy Carl's Pizza. Now, with Isaiah, here's Brady Hall. Welcome in to the Isaiah Stevens Show. Glad you guys could be with us here. The Rams getting set for another trip, going to uh, take on UNLV tomorrow night. Joining us now is the man himself, Isaiah. Again, the Isaiah Stevens Show, presented by Crazy Carl's Pizza. Isaiah, my man, always great to catch up with you. Not a lot of news surrounding Colorado State this week or anything <laughs> like that, man. How are you, dude? No, man, not a whole lot, but uh, I'm doing good, man. It's good, to, it's good to hear from you. Uh, I won't ask you any details or anything about that, but does does this affect you guys at all, like right now, focus on the floor, with all the outside noise going on and positions moving around? Does that affect you at all? <laughs> I would like to think not, man. we got to go out here and the hard for our game just a high-level game with this. Uh, and those are the kind of games you, you want to be a part of, and it was fun. I wish we had a little bit different outcome, but uh, I know we got a tough one coming up uh, with UNLV tomorrow. So that's where all of our focus has been over the last couple of days. This this New Mexico team, obviously when, when they're on, this is a lethal team, just like you guys are. Did you get a, a sense in that game, though? Because we had talked about it before, Isaiah, like, yeah, it'd be nice if the Rams win this game. The the pit is a difficult place to play, but New Mexico really needs to win this game. Kind of the rule in the Mount West, you got to take care of your home court. Did you sense maybe a little desperation in this Lobos team the other night? Uh, I feel like there's been desperation for the last couple months uh, in every game from all these teams around, but uh, it's their home floor. You knew that they were going to have a little bit of extra pop in their legs and uh, that they were going to come out and try to defend it. So we knew that going in, and we were just going to try to meet fire with fire and go in there and try to do um, a lot of what other people felt like we couldn't. And we were right there at the door to, to make that possible, but it just didn't go our way. So uh, credit to them. They made a ton of tough plays down the stretch, and, uh, yeah, we just kind of have to live with it right now. Yeah, uh, never, uh, never a fun one, of course, but it was a heck of a game. It was interesting because I think New Mexico they were they were favored to win by they were favored by seven Isaiah. So you guys, you know, staying in that game. I think there were like six lead changes in the last forty seconds. And I don't know if you pay attention to the social media world when you get done with a game like that. But it it seemed like to me nationally the basketball world was focused on that game. That that's kind of special, man. What these Mount West teams are doing, everybody's interested to see what you guys are up to. For sure, and it's one of the best leagues in the country. Uh, high level basketball, night in and night out, and with some extremely like talented players on each and every team. So uh, when people cut those games on, it's it's going to be something fun to watch if you ask me. So. I know I've been glued to my TV watching all these other games going on, and uh, I'm just glad that people are starting to take notice of the Mount West uh, amongst some of the other major conferences right now. It, it's so good. All of you, these teams in the conference are so good. It's it's ridiculous, man. I mean, you guys 
twenty and seven. That's a great record. Eight and six in the conference. But in the standings, it shows that you're in seventh place. We know that means absolutely nothing. We know you guys are ranked. You're 22nd. But that just goes to show you the respect people have for this conference, but also just how ridiculously good it is. For sure. And there's a lot of like high-level opportunities night in and night out to uh, kind of help your, help your chances. And ultimately, everyone is still trying to position themselves for the Mountain West tournament and the NCAA tournament. So uh, playing these high-level games are really benefit a lot of us and like you said man it's been a bloodbath since day one in this league so uh, it's fun to see how competitive it's been it's very rare where when we when we predict something at the beginning of the year and we say hey this mount west is going to be crazy it's going to be back and forth good team you know team every team's going to beat each other and it has happened exactly like a lot of us thought it was going to happen man like this league you guys were just going to beat the hell out of each other throughout the course of the year. And for me, it's entertaining as hell. Stressful for you guys. But, man, fans love what you guys are treating us to on a nightly basis. And they should, man. I remember watching a lot of these teams in the non-conference just realizing uh, how well they were executing, how tough they were playing against all these non-conference opponents. And uh, to see a transfer over into league, no teams dips in years, maybe a – Two here and there, but uh, for the most part, our team responded and honestly was keep us so strong. You're listening to the Isaiah Stevens Show, presented by Crazy Carl's Pizza. All right, now you set your sights on UNLV. Last time out against the Rebels, you won that game. It was a close one. You guys won in Moby. Surprise, you guys win in front of that crowd. We know it it, it just rocks you guys. Um, you win 78-75. Talk to us about you know what, what UNLV was doing, especially in that first half. You guys overcame uh, a seven-point deficit and end up winning that game, or winning the second half, 46-36. But talk to us about what they were doing in that first half that maybe had you guys a little bit off? Uh, I feel like they honestly made some really, really tough plays. Uh, second chance points were going their way early. Uh, they made some of their open looks as they just had us in rotation for a good first half. Uh, and I felt like in the second half, we did a better job of being connected on the defensive end of the floor, uh, which also helps put us in position to limit them to one shot because we're not scrambling. Uh, do the switching and rotating and stuff like that. I'll keep that uh, carried over into the second matchup. It's going to be even harder the second time around. And then our offense just continuing to take care of the ball. Uh, they turn people over. They pick up uh, and extend a lot of their pressure. So being strong with the ball, getting catches where we need them, uh, and also just being solid in the paint, uh, being poised no matter how the game flows. So uh, those are some of the keys right there. And uh, we got to go out and execute it, but that's a lot of e- a lot easier said than done against this team. Well, and then, yeah, I mean, you pretty much look at any of these teams from I don't know Wyoming up. It seems like everybody is pretty good. I mean, but even honestly, like some of these, like Air Force to San Jose State, like Fresno, they can be good too. They can they can do something crazy. UNLV knows they need to get hot. Um, they need to obviously probably win out, go win the tournament. Like They know they have to get smoking hot. Um, and then looking at you guys with that 22 on you, with that ranked side, you know that, that that does. it's awesome for you guys, Isaiah, but it also paints a target on your back. It always does, but, I mean, that's what we work so hard for. Uh, we work to get the recognition that we've earned. Uh, it obviously wasn't given to us because nobody picked us to be anywhere right. uh, that we are right now in the preseason. 
Uh, not that we pay too much attention to that, but you you definitely hear it uh, just being young in today's day and age. So uh, we use that as kind of keeping a chip on our shoulder. And uh, it's going to be a tough night, man. And those dudes play super hard. Uh, they're super physical and athletic, uh, and just tough-minded. So it's not going to be easy by any stretch. But uh, we definitely know what this game is going on. Isaiah, you guys are such a tight-knit group. Um, you've talked to us a lot about the culture of this basketball team. How important is that when when a guy, like, obviously we know how talented Neat Clifford is. He struggles shooting in a, in a night, like we saw the other night. How important is that closeness that you have, especially when you have a guy that obviously is considered just an absolute stud? You, you want to make sure the guy's not hanging his head. You, you work together on that. Talk to us kind of about that relationship. <laughs> Man, I think if there's one thing about me, man, you never have to worry about his confidence wavering. Uh, he believes in himself. He believes in his work. Uh, one rough night at the office, and he did so many great things sure. in that game, man. If we talking about rebounding and defending and executing the game plan, uh, just the ball didn't fall for him, and that's happened to all of us, me included. Uh, but he's he's not lacking any confidence. Uh, he still gets in the gym, and he's shooting the same shots that he's always shot. And I feel like it's going to turn for him. He's going to be uh, right back playing at the level that he was on the offensive end because, uh, man, when he's rolling, we're a totally different team that way. So uh, and me personally as a point guard, I'm trying to figure out ways I can get him even easier touches and easier looks. So hopefully we'll be able to execute that. Well, and I mean, I, I was still confident in this guy. Even in that last second shot, um, I, I thought it was going to go in. I really did. I thought Neek was going to get that in there. It's it's interesting, Isaiah. Like Everyone was saying at the end of the game, Make, get the ball in Isaiah's hands. Get the ball in Isaiah's hands. Well, everybody <laughs> in the history of the world knows that, hey, if we get the ball to Isaiah, good things are going to happen. So you'd think maybe New Mexico was on to that plan, too. <laughs> Maybe a little bit, especially with uh, Aaron Katsuma sitting over there. That's my guy, man. Oh, yes, yes. For a long time. And and he knows exactly what we're trying to give, what we're trying to go to uh, in those late-game situations. And, of course, as a competitor, you want that shot uh, time and time again. And I always live with uh, myself in those situations. But that was a great call. Uh, it's a play that we've worked on time and time again since the preseason, uh, just for any moment that it, it might show up. And uh, lo and behold, it shows up in mid to late February, and we call it and we execute it. We just missed the shot, and that's all it was. Um, honestly, it, it was a great call if you ask me, but definitely as a competitor, I, I would love to take that shot. Yeah, well, I, I, I tend to agree on both sides. It was a good call. It ended up being, I thought, a fairly good look. But I'm also, I'm always going to be a fan of, of, of when the basketball is in your hands, my man. Isaiah, we're going to wrap up the show. You finished the show for us today. Normally you start it for us on a Friday. You're actually <laughs> wrapping it up. So that's the way we like to head into the weekend with the yes, Isaiah sir. Stevens Show. Man, so much respect for you. You guys are just so much fun to watch. This entire conference is a blast. Um, and we'll look to catch up with you next week, man. We're getting dangerously close to that Mountain West tournament, and I know that's going to be absolute chaos. Yes, sir. I appreciate you, man. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Good luck tomorrow night, man. Uh, Isaiah Stevens, the Isaiah Stevens Show, presented by Crazy Carl's Pizza. And he's right. This Mountain West Conference, dude, it's it's nuts. They're beating each other up. And so entertaining for us. And then, you know, Isaiah knows that. Like, he gets it. He's like, dude, this every single night is a freaking dogfight. It's probably a blast for him, but it's also probably a little stressful. So I, uh, I, I just I got a lot of respect for this dude. He's a heck of a player, a heck of a teammate, a heck of a leader. I think sky's the limit. You know, I think CSU, I think, you know, I wouldn't be shocked they win the next four. Win the next four, leave no doubt, and put no pressure, put zero pressure on yourself as you head into 
the Mountain West Tournament. All right, fun week of shows. Interesting week with uh, the news starting about Joe Parker on Monday being out as the athletic director. And then we hear about Cottingham yesterday. And we'll see what happens over the weekend. I will be curious to see if there's more moving and shaking at Colorado State. That's going to do it for us. Big one tomorrow night. UNC Eastern Washington. We'll have it here on KFKA. Good night, Northern Colorado.